Welcome back, my fellow creatives. Happy June. Huzzah June. Uh, happy and beautiful day that I am recording this. And I am just so happy, obviously, because I keep repeating the word. <laughs> it, it doesn't help. I am in the midst of grading finals for my school. So I my brain is frazzled and I am very thankful to read new words because I feel like my vocabulary has dwindled down to double plus good <laughs> levels of vocabulary right now. Uh, but thank you all for joining me again here on Story Cuppings, where we take a sip from a bit of fiction to see if we want to finish the serving or if we're ready to move on and taste something new. Uh, always a delightful little activity to share with my fellow picky readers and working writers. So because June is Pride Month, I wanted to pick a few uh, relevant stories. And my first story here is Spell Hacker by M.K. England. And I have to say, uh, the Tagline on the cover actually is what got my attention. One last heist, famous last words. Uh, for I, I, I have mixed feelings about urban fantasies. I think some of them work out really well, some of them not so much. And it was fun to read on how magic doesn't seem to, magic is important, but it's not treated like, uh, now I, I keep, I'm losing my words again. <laughs> I, I dig the approach here. Uh, let me just actually, I'm going to read the inside of the cover first before we get into the chapter, just so you can get a feel for why I am apparently tripping over my own words so much. In Kirkarda, magic, known as Maz, was once a freely available natural resource until an earthquake released a magical plague, killing thousands and turning Maz into a commodity that's tightly regulated and outrageously expensive. Maz management, the only Maz supplier in Kirkarta, makes sure of that, which is why Diz and her three best friends run a very lucrative, very illegal Maz siphoning gig on the side. Their latest job is supposed to be their last heist ever, until they turn up a new strain of Maz more powerful than any they've seen before, and way more valuable. But when their plan for one last score blows up in their faces, literally, they find themselves trying to unravel a conspiracy at the very center of the spell plague and possibly save the world. No pressure. <laughs> I thought that was... The voice already is very uh, engaging, very charming. And I dig the sound of this world where you have something that it sounds very, very real like with our own world. And yet it's clearly something separate. And so that got my attention that, and I'm just, I'm always a sucker for heist, <laughs> for heist stories, uh, sneakers, uh, with Dan Aykroyd and, um, uh, who is all in that movie? There's so many good names. Robert Redford and Ben Kingsley. Uh, such a great movie. Okay, anyway, it's one of my favorites. All right, Spell Hacker. Let's take a look and see if what I'm looking on, and uh, if this were coffee as Story Cuppings is tasting coffee, 
Uh, I'm, I'm loving the smell of the beans right now. Gotta say that. But will we like the taste of it? Hmm. So I am going to page past the periodic table of maths. Eh. I get why it's there though. Sometimes when you know you're going to be getting into a lot of terminology, you want to make sure there's some sort of legend, some sort of key that people can refer back to as necessary. I want to get into the first chapter. So let's get to page one here. I don't know why I thought the cops wouldn't follow me onto the roof. Honestly, most of the time it's true. When I go up, the cops stay down and I'm home free a minute later. 99 jobs out of 100 are in steel out profit. It figures that this, our crew's last job ever, would be the one fiery exception. Yowza, we're like uh, five sentences in? Yeah, five sentences. <laughs> and as of this moment, we really don't have a sense of the magic yet. Only reason we know about magic is because of the, you know, inside of the cover, the book jacket. Right now, it just sounds like a typical heist kind of misadventure here. But we are still intrigued because what went wrong? It sounds like this person is a professional if it's 99 jobs out of 100. So this person knows what they're doing, and yet something has gone wrong, and it would figure it's the last job. So they were intending to move forward. All right, let's see what happens. Dispatch, this is 21501. I have the suspect cornered on the roof of the Ivon building, requesting backup and air support. Cornered? Please. She knows I'm up here, but she doesn't know where. It's only a matter of time, though. And isn't air support a bit overkill? The officer sweeps her gaze over the rooftop, pulling threads of glowing fire between her fingers as she glances right over the nook I've crammed myself into. Pause. Okay, now we've got the magic going on. <laughs> Glowing fire between figures and, and law enforcement. It's law enforcement that has this. Not our crook protagonist, at least as of right now. It's the law. And if the law's got magic, we know we're up for some trouble here. Let's go back in. The low concrete wall at my back bleeds evening chill through my hoodie and my thighs burn with the exhaustion of holding still in a crouch after running for a mile straight. I clutch my bag tighter, as if that will somehow erase the vials of stolen maz inside. This is fine. Totally under control. Ania is probably close by, close enough to cook me up a distraction of some kind if I ask. I sneak a hand slowly into my back pocket and click the button to turn my deck back on. It gives a slight vibration in response. I turned it off earlier so I wouldn't get distracted by messages and calls while I was busy, you know, not getting arrested. And about a billion missed notifications flood my vision as soon as the interface pops up in my contact lenses. Pause again. We have here, this is such a unique contrast now this is the this is yet another first person narrator but this person is involved with the story uh hobbit narrator was a character in and of himself but we have a first person narrator similar to what was that midnight bargain 
But this is a character that is not going, I'm not like other girls. This is a character that clearly knows what they're doing. And I don't know yet, whatever gender or non-gender this person is. So I'm not going to assume that. But this person clearly is sure of themselves sort of <laughs> but again a professional this person's done this a lot stuff's going down and uh has a, a a delightful little sarcastic view of the situation which i dig um i'm also getting a little bit of world building here now, besides the cop with the glowing fire uh we also have uh the concept of what sounds like a smartphone but it's different it's directly with eyes it's um it's connected to your vision so we are sensing that this is a world that not only has magic in its mainstream knowledge i'll say i'm not you know because with the dust jacket we know that magic isn't regularly used by everyone it's it's managed but it's known and so clearly technology to a degree is also known as well so i i'm always a sucker as well for the magic tech mix um not just because of steampunk i i remember if anybody remembers the the go go do this google search if you have time of uh ralph bakshi's wizards i was a that movie like just seared itself on my brain as far as magic and technology are an unholy combination <laughs> so of course i'm always fascinated when uh someone does put magic and technology together okay so now here we have a set of messages between characters and I don't know, I suppose I, I don't really want to read all the messages to you. <laughs> There's something about media. I, I, I understand that we do have to have the correspondence. Um, it helps relay if, how characters are speaking and connecting to, together. Oh, I suppose we better read it. Okay, epic group chat. Last job ever edition. Yes, that's how it's headed. So... I guess I, I have to agree that it's fun to have the little little flavor of uh, character style here. So Jason, Remy and I are almost home. Ania, I'm still waiting on Diz at the meet point. Diz, where are you? The client is getting pissed. He says if you bring cops down on him, he'll make sure we're blacklisted. Jason, good thing this is our last job anyway. Remy, you okay, Diz? Don't make me come after you, Dizzy. I will fight. Jason. She probably found some shiny new building to climb. Didn't you, Diz? Your vital signs for the hour. Oh, that's a message from the vision thing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because it's a different font. That's one thing I do appreciate. They're making sure that the technology's messages are in a different font than the typical prose. So we do understand when we're reading um, information from the deck, it is called. Okay. So let's move forward past the rest of the conversation. 
Um, I double blink to clear the clutter from my vision, then give the deck a silent command to bring up a map. Oh, the tiny sensors that read the movement of my throat have been messing up all the time lately, though. So I get my bank app, a word game, and a half-read fanfic before I actually get the map I asked for. That is also interesting. I wouldn't have thought that stuff like that could read your throat. Okay. Fun. Back into the story here. Ania's dot blinks on the map at the drop point, about two blocks from my location. Definitely close enough to create some kind of diversion for me. I start to sub-vocalize a message to the group chat, hesitate, then delete the whole thing and close the map. Let's see what's going on here. We're only on page four. We're very deep in some action, very tense moment. We have a sense of our character's style, our protagonist, I should say, our protagonist's style, as well as our protagonist's comrades. We already have a sense of their attitudes and flares. So we are getting a sense of not only who this person is, but who they care about. And while, you know, as of right now, the second string characters feel like they blend together at this point, that's only because we've seen a few messages from them. So we don't have a whole lot to go on them uh, just yet. But it's a start. We understand that our protagonist is not a loner. And, you know, for the record, my writers, you know, this is all packed in within three pages. It's quite a bit to put in there without feeling like you are being, without forcing any explanations, without forning, uh, for, forning, forcing any sort of breakdown about how things are. Granted, reading the dust, ja the dust, dust jacket helped, but uh, even if I had skipped the dust jacket, I would still understand we are in a world that is modern, urban, but also utilizes magic. And that's, as of this point, all we really need to know right now about how this world works. Because there's a heist going on, and it sounds like it's going wrong. And we care more about that. And because the character, this protagonist, is pretty likable with the flair of the sarcasm and um, already in a plight, we care more about this protagonist in the moment than, you know, how that world works. So let's move on to page four. They'll all be gone in a week, literally moving on with their lives to a whole new city, college, jobs, all that. I'm not going anywhere. Besides, I know this city better than anyone. If anyone can figure a way out of this, it's me. I need to do this by myself. Oh, well, pause again here. Turns out the comrades this protagonist does have will be breaking from her. She is being left behind. Don't know how I feel about that. You might not know how to feel about that either. All right, let's keep going. I let my head fall back against the wall and try to visualize the roof. In the half dozen times I've been up here before, I've used the maintenance ladder, the staff exit, or the breezeway over to the next building. This cop is between me and all of them. I ease myself up slowly, 
just high enough to see over the wall at my back and past the hulking air conditioning unit behind it to the roof's nearest edge. Against the inky black sky, two faint curves are backlit by the glow of the neon signs from the street below. A fire escape ladder. In the distance, the whine of air car engines and sirens grow louder. Well, no time like the present. As soon as the cop turns her back to me, I vault over the low wall and sprint for the ladder. Her shout goes up barely a second later. Halt! Which is about a second longer than I expected to have, honestly. I dive to one side, tumbling over a two-foot-wide pipe with the bag held tight against my stomach. A bright flash of orange maz blasts the metal just beside my hand, turning it red-hot in a flash. Seriously, she's gonna, she's gonna sling fire-ass around? She doesn't know what's in these pipes. What if they explode? Apparently, she doesn't care. Another fireball blasts at my heels, leaving a black scorch on the concrete. Point taken. I grab the top of the ladder where it connects with the roof and swing myself over the edge, dangling by one hand for half a terrifying second until my feet find the rungs. My shoulder screams in brief protest, but it's used to this kind of abuse by now. A quick glance below, and I spot a landing about two stories down where the ladder turns to stairs. Perfect. Another blast of fire connects with the top of the ladder, then two more in quick succession. Then more. What the hell is she doing? What a waste of mass! Well, I guess when the city's paying for it, you can use as much as you want, though. Then the ladder starts to heat up under my hands, and I understand. Shit. I need to hurry. I'll climb the warming metal under my palms. I risk another glance down. The landing is closer, at least less than one story to go. Above me, the cop pokes her head over the side and winds up for another blast. I let go. I'll stop there. That's five pages. And again, in just that little space, we get a snippet of world building. The fact that in the midst of running from the cop, our protagonist, Diz, is thinking about why is that cop wasting all that magic? Which tells us that magic is definitely a hot commodity. It is important. It is not meant to just be used willy-nilly as this cop see, you know, at the outset seemed to be doing. And again, we have a very strong sense of tension, of action, and uncertainty. Because while this character is a professional, <laughs> she's doing something she hasn't done before in her escape. And that makes her plight all the more intriguing. Because we don't know if she's going to make it or not. So I got to admit, I'm hooked. I want to know more. I want to keep I want to keep drinking from this cup. I want to find out what's going on next. And I bet you would too. And so, you know, add that to your summer reads, add that to your summer sips for a beautiful June, a beautiful Pride month, and just a beautiful green day. Until next week, my fellow creatives, read on, share on and Right on. Cheers.